So this is me. I've been practicing for 28 years, and I did orthodontics in a fixed manner when I first came out of school. Um, did about 200 cases that way, and then um, I moved to San Diego. There, my practice was adults. I started uh, doing mostly cosmetic dentistry, and so it was general dentistry and cosmetic dentistry, and so ortho went to the, to the side, and you'll see later why. And, but now, getting into Invisalign for three and a half years, I just am totally in joy with it. Uh, I love doing it. it. It gets me excited every day. And with each consultation, I, I feel like those people on Home and Garden, you get this house and you do the fixer-upper, well, I feel like everybody's smile is kind of like that fixer-upper, and I get to see how it's going to evolve. And if I explain that to patients and they see it and they feel it, they're going to say yes. So that, that's kind of the, the a boil of, of how I enjoy Invisalign and what I'm going to show you today. So a little bit about me and, and how I treat people, and this may or may not make you happy or not, but I don't worry about class 1 molar occlusion. Uh, I've been practicing 28 years. I've done uh, thousands of veneers and reconstructions, and it doesn't really matter if you make the occlusion right otherwise. So I, I don't spend a lot of time with it. My cases are shorter for it. My cases cost the patient less for it, too. I do explain that to them, too, though. So I approach orthodontics from a cosmetic standpoint. I want their smile to look good first, and then I make the teeth fit around that. Usually that means they're straight, and usually that means they fit together. I'm not a professional speaker, as you'll find out as the day goes on, but I am an excellent presenter of dentistry. My practice is 100% fee-for-service, and the only reason I can stay that way is because when I communicate with patients, Fortunately, and I'm so thankful, they understand the value of my treatment and how it's different than going somewhere else. And so if I can't explain that value, I won't be in business. And that's exactly the way I approach Invisalign. If I can't explain the value to them, they shouldn't be doing it. And if I don't believe in the value, they shouldn't be doing it either. So that's how you'll see me um, approach things today. And I want you to think about doing more Invisalign this whole time because you can use Invisalign to improve your practice. And the best way to do that is to take something you don't like. I hate root canals. I don't know how many of you like them, but you know, I hate root canals. I don't like treating kids. And so, I'm sorry, I don't like treating kids. It wasn't fun for me. And so I use Invisalign to replace me having to do that. And so I know all of you have that in your practice, things you don't like to do. Well, Invisalign is so much fun, why not take that out and take a little chance, try some of the techniques I teach you today and put Invisalign in there and make your practice a better place. So orthodontics, I think, has the highest growth potential in a general practice than any other specialty, more than perio, more than endo, um, more than implants. There are more orthodontic cases in your practice now than any of those other specialties probably combined. I don't have official statistics for that, but that's my feeling. Uh, the study by the ADA says that 74% of patients need some form of orthodontic treatment. What a great place to be in a general practice where these patients come in every day. So, most general dentists have avoided orthodontics for their whole career, for the most part, because of what you see on the bottom there. Bands, brackets, bracket ties, 
pliers, instruments to place those, different sizes of those, all you have to inventory in your office. And I did it for four years. And I'm so glad I don't have to do it now because we have Invisalign. Invisalign makes doing ortho in your practice so easy. So why not take advantage of the amount of patients that are there and do it? There's nothing better than Invisalign. It's the most conservative cosmetic treatment you could do for your patient. Maybe whitening might be a little more, less conservative. But if you can make somebody smile better with their own teeth, that's better than veneers. And I love doing veneers. People come into your office and they ask for Invisalign. It's not like root canals, crowns, fillings. Nobody comes in and asks for that. Have you had anybody in your office come in and ask for a shot? People come in and they ask for Invisalign. Isn't that great to have something in our office people want and they ask about? So let's be prepared to give it to them. And so now patients that are stuck with a smile like this and had to live their life that way, this, this person's only 24, had to live their life that way unless they wanted to put out $25,000 or $15,000 and then have their teeth ground down or put brackets and wires on for two or three years. Those people are stuck. They don't want to do that. They're in their 20s. They don't want to look funny. And so now we have something that's socially acceptable for them to look better with. And again, that's Invisalign. So what a great product we have. What a perfect solution to a lot of the issues our patients have in our office. And I'm so thankful for Invisalign for for providing that for us. There's no really any other company that, that does that. A few maybes, a few triers, but nothing that's like Invisalign. So this is how I used to do um, orthodontics four years ago. Patient came in, wanted, he was getting married in 45 days, wanted his smile to better. He, he, he wasn't going to go to his wedding if he had to smile with those teeth. So I did 16 veneers. It took three weeks, uh, two appointments, four to five hours each, and it cost him $25,000. Uh, I think it, it was a great turnout and a, a miraculous turnout, but when I look at what he had to pay besides the $25,000, it was a lot of tooth structure that is priceless. And he not only would have to pay that priceless amount, but he's going to have to change that two or three times during his lifetime. So I do a lot less veneers in my office, and I do them only when I need to. So it's changed my practice that much. So here's how I treat that type of case now. Six, seven, eight millimeters of crowding on the lower, a narrow arch, want to build out the smile, want to make it look good, want the person to have confidence, want to feel good about themselves. Well, we put a clear liner in their mouth for 12 months, and this is what you get. This case was a semifinalist for the gallery, and I'm very, very proud of that, too, um, Peggy Sue. And she's a photographer. She takes pictures of people smiling and looking good to their best. But she said during her sessions, she really couldn't smile. Because each, you know how you, when you take a picture, you go, smile, and you smile, too? She had to fight herself from doing that. And now she is so much more gregarious and confident about her business and asking people to smile. So here's the thing. Invisalign's minimally invasive. It costs a lot less, and it lasts a lifetime. So 
when I get a case like Peggy Sue's and I finish it, I feel like a little kid had just rode his first roller coaster. You go up and down and sideways and around. There's all this excitement. You get off. I want to do that again. Well, this twist and turns of Peggy Sue's teeth, we were able to straighten them out with Invisalign. And when I'm done with it, I want to do that again. That's a good treatment. It feels good inside. It feels it's profitable for my office. And the patient is happy as can be. So that we need to do more of that. And I want to inspire you to, to change people's lives that way. So there's plenty of patients. We love Invisalign. It's easy to incorporate for the patient. It's easy to incorporate for your office. And it's profitable. And as the opening session was yesterday, it is the future. More and more patients are taking advantage of Invisalign. And fortunately, Invisalign is telling them about it in all the markets that we can't afford to do. They're telling them in the commercials. All we have to do is take that message and put it in our office and talk about it there. So Invisalign case acceptance. The one thing that we need to know is that when you present Invisalign, it has to be done differently. It, in my opinion, it can't be presented on a recall exam. It, it, there's just not enough time. Your hygienist is going to hate you. You can't talk about it in five minutes. Can anybody talk about Invisalign case in five minutes? I mean, you can, but it won't work. So we have to do it differently, and that's what we're talking about. So it's a different price point. A $99 filling, you tell them that. They need that in hygiene. They go back out, they schedule it, they come in. Their insurance pays half of it. Easy. Even an $800 crown, same thing. You need a crown, your tooth's broken. The hygienist said your tooth is broken. You go back to the front. They want to schedule it, they'll schedule it. Insurance pay half of it. Well, you talk to them about $4,500 because your teeth are crooked and they'll be easier to clean. Go to the front, give them $4,500, come back, see me. That's not, you know, people don't understand the value, so you need to take a little bit more time, invest a little bit more time, and get a bigger bang for your buck and do something even better for patients. So, mindset in your office is so important. If you don't think Invisalign's a value, your patient won't. Your, the doctor, if you don't think it's a value, your assistants won't. And if your assistant talks to your, feels that way and talks to your patient, your patient won't. So everybody needs to have that mindset, and I don't worry about anybody in this room because after these two days, everybody sees the value of Invisalign, and they're going to go back to their office and want to share that. I'm just going to show you a way that will make it more successful each time you share it. People will say yes. So, again, some of the constraints we have in our office are with insurance companies. Patients won't do something if the insurance doesn't cover it. In a sense, I feel bad because if the insurance company tells you what you can charge, how are you going to make any more money? You're going to have to, like, do more of something of low fees. And because you can't charge anymore if you want to use a better lab, if you want to spend more to de decorate your office, you still can't charge anymore. If you want to give your staff a raise, you can't charge anymore. So take something that's not profitable, put Invisalign in there, and it'll make your practice better. So these are the people that have affected me throughout my dental career. Some of them you may know. Jim Pride has passed away. You may or may not know him. Bill Blatchford, Frank Spear, and AACD. Bill Blatchford told me one thing that was very, very important. You can't produce 
what you don't present. It seems kind of simple, but if I don't present a, a $10,000 veneer case, I can't, present, I can't produce a $10,000 veneer case. But when it comes to Invisalign, if you don't present a $4,500 Invisalign case, you can't do it. So do, do your presentation. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid for people to say no. Nobody's going to die from not having Invisalign. But if you ask people and you show them what it's worth, they're more than likely going to say yes. So the best one, though, is from Shipping Wars. Roy, does anybody know Shipping Wars in the room? I'm a TV junkie. He, he's an old trucker. But he, he says something at the beginning of the show that applies to us in our office. A nickel's holding up a dollar. A dollar. And a nickel is holding up a dollar. And our PPOs are holding up our success with our... And it's, Invisalign is the way to get it. So take a, take a lesson from Roy. This is my office. We celebrated in April our 500 case being delivered with a picture. But each of these people believe in Invisalign and are Invis Invisalign evangelists. Uh, everybody in that picture has had Invisalign in their mouth, including me. I don't have it in now because I'm afraid I might mispronounce something. I do that enough anyways. So everybody has it, everybody believes in it, and uh, they, are, they are advocates. So most practices are like this. They have four hygiene days and one doctor. Maybe yours is different. You might have fewer hygiene days, but I know there's at least one doctor in your office. And I know if you're a doctor and you don't have the hygiene days, you're probably doing hygiene, so you have at least eight hygiene patients. So this is my formula for success. Four hygiene days. You talk about Invisalign to one person per day. I don't think that's very hard. Hygienists, I'm talking to you, or doctors, I'm talking to you. Talk to them one a day. You'll have, and you, you can possibly book eight consults. Two, two out of the four of the week, you get eight consults. If you do eight consults, and you're a 50-50 with your presentations, you have four Invisalign cases to start. Doesn't seem very hard, and if you do that, you're gonna increase your production $200,000 for the year. All at no cost for you. You don't have to sign up for a website designer, or someone who sends out postcards, or pay somebody a lot of money to get the advertising. It's all right in your office. So. My 11 steps to Invisalign are here. It's a longer class, but I'm going to take a couple of these steps and show you some of the success to get to the point where you're doing Invisalign, because that's the most important point, is you, you can't enjoy all the benefits of these attachments and the patients being happy if you don't get the patient to say yes first. So get to yes. If you have a question, is, if you have a question can you email it to me? Oh, sure. You're going to see it a lot, so if you want to take a picture of it, it'll be coming up again. So, 11 steps to Invisalign success. You'll notice that some of the letters are in gray and some of them are in red. And I did that on purpose because my feeling and the way it is in my office is 75% of all Invisalign treatments handled by my team and only 25% of my time is there. So if we were going to go over each of these steps, I'll explain to you where my team was and where I was and what I did.
But as I show you the steps that I use to get patients to enroll Invisalign, uh, I'll explain that to you too. So remember, Invisalign's more unprofitable, and you don't have to do most of it. So that's, it's a really good bargain. And the patient and the, the assistants love doing it. So they, they love being on their own in uh, monitoring treatment. So when it, first thing is teamwork. Uh, again, this slide's probably pretty fast for everybody in here because I think everybody believes it's great. I think they all believe their doctor can do it. They've seen the results. The doctor can produce, or produce the results that he talk about. And the doctor's already excited about doing it and informed about Invisalign. So get your team excited and keep them excited. And, and delegate to them so that they can keep this ball rolling. The doctor before me was talking about all the things the team do. What a great thing to do. The doctor doesn't want anything more to do. Is there any doctors who want more to do? You're busy already. But be busy doing the things you enjoy and that are profitable. So let your team take over some of these things. So the other key player in, in today's talk is the hygienist. It's important for the hygienist to be an evangelist again about Invisalign. And you have all the time. And as a doctor, all we're asking you is to talk to one patient a day about Invisalign and use whatever you want. I mean, you see it. You know where the teeth are hard to clean. You know where the patient has bleeding areas. 90% of that is because of the, either the way they bite or their teeth being misaligned. So why not offer them something in an unpresumptuous way and let them say yes or no to it? So this is how my day starts every day with a morning huddle. And I think 90% of you start with a morning huddle. And so one of the things that I think make my office consistently better is having some scribbles at the top of the schedule. On the right there you'll see is uh, my schedule. I have one patient at a time down the middle and then my Invisalign patients are to the right. And if there's something doctor time I need to do, I drop them into my work operatory there. On the left, we have hygiene. So the hygienist has eight patients in my office also. And the scribbles at the top, let me show you what they are. And um, they are AFR, which means ask for a referral. Talk to one patient about that. REV, ask for a review. NP, new patients, did we get any yesterday? Invisalign, who did we talk to about Invisalign yesterday? And did anybody sign up for Invisalign yesterday? And then treatment, what treatment did I diagnose? And did, any, did the person sign up to do it? So those are the vital signs of my practice. And I would have you make something like this, and in the morning huddle, check it every day. But especially put the, if you're going to just start to really rev up your Invisalign, put Invisalign first and follow up what's happening, who's talking to Invisalign, who they talk to, what they say, so that every day you're thinking about who can start with Invisalign in your office. So here's my team. And again, each one of them has had Invisalign. Each one of them can help me with an impression. Each one of them can help me with a consult. Each one of them can take pictures. Each one of them knows all about Invisalign. They've all had it in their mouth, too. So is there anybody in the room that doesn't have one of these accounts on their computer or on their phone? <laughs> 
There is? Somebody doesn't have Facebook or Instagram? Well, I, I'm sure almost all of you do. Well, these sites all are successful for, for, for one reason, and I'll explain that reason to you too. And then here is the common cell phone camera. People taking pictures. Let me show you this video. Sorry. So camera phones connect you to your friends, your people, uh, your family, to other people. Social media sites connect you with other people, with the, mainly with the pictures that are in there. And so why can't we learn from those experiences with that and connect ourselves with our patients with pictures? And so this is a vital part of being successful in my office with Invisalign. And in fact, I couldn't do Invisalign without taking pictures. And these are the kind of pictures we take in a consultation, but I'll talk to you about some other kind of pictures you can take before the consultation. Obviously showing a patient crowding. Um, obviously showing someone an uneven occlusal plane. Uh, showing someone an open bite. And showing someone a crossbite. People think they know about themselves and they've been living in their skin for 20 or 30 or like me, 50 years but they don't necessarily know their teeth. And so when we show them these pictures, they all of a sudden see themselves in a different way. And they see what we see and what we want to help them with so much better with pictures. So I'm going to ask you to take pictures in your office and show you a way that makes it easy to take pictures because it's the most important thing we can do to help our patients with Invisalign. This is Ty. Late 40s, owns a framing business, a picture framing business, has a family, his wife sent him in. All the men come in because their wife sent them in. <laughs> and he thought everything was fine, and he wasn't wrong. Um, but he just wanted a cleaning and exam and that. This, this is uh, occlusal views of his teeth. A couple of amalgams that need to be cha changed because they're leaking. And uh, we asked him about his smile, and he didn't say anything about his smile but you can imagine kind of what it looks like. So we showed him the pictures we took of him, and these are some of them. Big open bite, narrow arch, either crossbite or end-to-end -end bite in the posterior, a lot of recession. And this is something Ty didn't know about himself. Can you believe it? But when he saw it, he, his eyes were opened. And so Ty looked at that and looked at his smile, and when we talked to him about possibly wearing Invisalign to improve his smile and his teeth and the health and minimize the recession, he signed up for a $5,000 Invisalign case that day. 
Not everybody signs up that day, but he did. And so pictures have a huge impact. They're in social media, they're on our phones. Why not in our office? So what do photos do for you? They build trust and confidence from the patient to you. They see what you see, so how can they think that you're trying to take money from them to buy your new car? You, you're purely just talking about what their situation is. Patients with pictures do their own diagnosis. And pictures save you time so that you get the best case acceptance. So if you spend a little time with pictures, maybe you don't do a $99 filling and you do an Invisalign case. So most of the time when I talk to, to other doctors about pictures, they don't, for some reason, do it. They don't have the systems. They don't, either they don't want to do it themselves or they don't want their insistence. So I want to take care of all of the excuses I can think of. If you have any more excuses as to why you wouldn't take pictures in your office, please email them to Jason in the back because I'd like to address those too. But I can't take pictures like you is one of them. How will I show them to patients? It takes too much time is probably the biggest one. And then what will I say? So let me address these excuses and, and make it easy for you in your office and use a little story and get my wife's attention here because uh, she doesn't know this part is in here. So, but this is my brother-in-law, Kenny. <laughs> That'll wake her up, huh? She might just run me right off the stage. So Kenny married my wife's sister, Lisa, when Lisa was 16 and he was 18. They drove to Vegas. They tried to get married. Vegas, fortunately, surprisingly, kicked them out. They wouldn't let them do it because Lisa wasn't 18. So they got back. They talked to their parents, a big ruckus. End up, they get married. She's 16. He's 18. Over the next 12 years, they have six kids. <laughs> he has no college degree, and he works in a lumberyard. And that lumberyard goes bankrupt in six months after he starts. So what do you think the odds of success for Kenny are? Not real good for most of us, but Kenny's different. He started a window and door company in his garage because that's what he learned in the lumberyard. And he worked his butt off and finally has this great company that's a, a great success. So he has a Renewal by Anderson uh, franchise here in Southern California. Daughter getting married, 30 million in sales. So what can we learn from Kenny? Well, I asked Kenny that myself because <laughs> I was impressed. And, you know, my wife will tell you, Kenny will tell you. If you ask him, he'll tell you. In fact, he'll tell you stuff if you don't ask. But his main thing, and I'll boil it down because of the time, he talked to a church member, and his church member said something this simple. It's, it's just this quote. Successful people are willing to do the little things that the less, less successful don't. So Kenny was learning from everybody that he saw, learned from his bankruptcy, learned from the people that installed doors and windows, and applied that. And all I'm asking you to do is to do a couple little things today to change your practice dramatically, just like Kenny did with his business. So back to the excuses. I can't take pictures like you. How will I show them? 
takes too much time, what will I say? Well, let's, let's, let's start getting rid of these and making them easy. So the first thing is to use an easy camera and to use an iFi card if it's too hard for you to take the card out of the camera and stick it in somewhere to show patients. So this is what I do in my office. I have that camera on the left. Uh, maybe a lot of you do too. It's uh, Canon 60D. I don't want you to buy it. In fact, I, I don't think you need it. It's this big thing with a big lens and you kind of have to hold yourself up over somebody while you're, you know, and you have to focus, go in and out. Well, nobody's going to use that camera and we need to take pictures. So I have this camera, the G12, and I, I don't have the exact camera, but I have one, one like it. And it's this big, except it has that diffuser on it. And if I want to take a picture of the doctor over here smiling, I just go like that and I snap it. And the, and the picture's done. I can do it with one hand. My assistants can do it with one hand. So it's so easy. You have, I mean, you have to make it easy or else you won't take the pictures. So you, in the handout is all this if, uh, in the back if I go too fast for you. So that, use that camera. Use this iFi card. The iFi card, all it is is an SD card that goes in this camera. And when you take a picture via Wi-Fi, it goes right into your computer. And so you can review the pictures immediately with the patient, or you can take the pictures and go right into an iPad, and you can review the patient's pictures. And if you don't have an iPad, you want to use your phone. Some of those galaxies are getting pretty big now. You can almost use them. It'll go right into your phone. So there's no, it's so easy to take pictures, there's no reason not to do it. So the iFi card, separate, in the computer, you download a couple things and say yes to this and that and no to this and that. And all of a sudden, it's in, it's in your computer. And these are my assistants taking patient pictures in my office, and all of them can take pictures. It saves me time. Uh, even if I'm not seeing a patient, it's just nice to sit in the chair and just relax for a little while while they take the pictures anyways. Wouldn't that be nice, huh, doctors? So let me show you how the iFi card works. Go back, come back. Keep going. There we go. There's no sound on this, but you see the pictures dropping into the computer there on the bottom? Um, 10 second, 20 second lag. And so while I'm taking the pictures, the, the patient kind of see these, sees these pictures being taken and they go, oh, wow, that's nice. And so it just makes it easy for you to do your consults. And all the assistants can do this. There, there is actually no reason for the doctor to be taking pictures unless you want to. So it's that easy. The iFi card and the camera. This is what the files look like. So you don't even have to put the files in a patient's name. You select by date. So someone comes in for a consult, comes back uh, in July, comes back in October, and the, he, this was a new patient. You just go back to July, with the date they first came in, pull their pictures and put it in a file you need. So I, I don't file a lot of my, my pictures unless someone starts with Invisalign. So it's easy that way. You don't even have to make up a file name. And then here is Naveen, and she's gonna show you how she takes pictures. Again, 
really easy. This, um, this video was taken with my iPhone. That's how nice these things are getting. We just have the patient leaning back. They do the smile and they'll turn left and right. We'll do left and right smile up close. In this instance, she has uh, Lauren helping her with the mirrors. So we have the patient hold the retractors. And um, you can take these pictures without someone helping you, but it's just nice to have someone do the mirror part, as you'll see um, when Lauren gets in here. I, I take an extra three pictures from what you're used to with Invisalign, and that's with the patient being open, because I like to talk about occlusal plane. When someone's closed, it's hard to discuss how their curvus B is or their occlusal plane is and how we want to straighten it out to make their smile better. Uh, those were taught to me by AACD, and as soon as I started taking the Invisalign ones and I didn't have those, I'm going, God, I'm missing a whole conversation here with my patient. Um, so we take both. So there he is biting. And then while she's taking this, that she's just focusing right there in the viewfinder. And then while she's taking this, you'll see in the computer there in the background, the pictures coming across. And then uh, you see that the name of the camera is, it's a G12, but it's from Photomed. And that will be important later on. I'll, I'll explain why. We use a black uh, foam board as our background. The patient doesn't have to get up and move anywhere. There's no lights or anything like that. Just real simple, black background behind them. Get it zoomed and take the picture. And then we do the side views with the, uh, with the foam board also. You'll see that in a second. And you're watching every picture that we take. I'm not skipping any pictures. So there's a few more. There's mom waiting for him. So she takes the side view. The two side views, relaxed and then smiling. So how long do you think that took? Hey! We have a smart crew here. Two minutes and 34 seconds. That's all that took. So who doesn't have time to take pictures now? And those are pretty darn good pictures. In fact, let me show you what they look like. Those are the pictures. I haven't touched them at all. All those pictures, nobody had to put them in a file. Nobody had to do anything. So two minutes and 34 seconds can really help you with your Invisalign consultations. And I'll show you how I use these pictures in a consultation later. So I hope you find that very easy and um, you see the use of the iFi card and a camera that's very easy. This is uh, Photomed. Uh, there's again a handout with all this information in the back. Now Photomed's important because Photomed has the patent on the diffuser. Uh, I don't think another camera company has that diffuser and what that does is allows light to get in sideways while you're taking your pictures. And so it's a $1,500 camera. So it's still less than the through the lens, and uh, it's easier to use. And if you want to take raw pictures, if you're doing uh, AACD accreditation, you probably could do use this. So there's nothing you'll be missing, I don't think. 
Um, so anyways, that's the easiest way to take pictures, in my opinion. You can get the mirrors and the retractors from them also. So no more excuses. We have the camera, we have the iFi, we have it being filed for us, and we have assistants that can do it. So it's great. So the last excuse is, what will I say? And I'll get into that later on in my uh, presentation. So where do we find our Invisalign patients? So where do these patients come from? And where is the best place to find these patients is here. Right in the refrigerator. No, uh, this refrigerator reminds me of men and men doctors and me being at home and me going down to get some milk. And um, I yell up to Karen, Karen, where's the milk? She goes, right, it's in the refrigerator. And I look for it and it's not there. And then she has to come all the way down to tell me that the milk is in the right door. And so men just sometimes don't see things, but I'm going to expand this to doctors, male and female. Sometimes you don't see the opportunities in your own practice. So they're right in front of our eyes, and this is the refrigerator, as far as I'm concerned, in a dental office. The things you can't find, you'll find here, and if you're looking for an Invisalign case, this is the place to be and coordinating and teaming with your hygienist. So this is Lori doing a cleaning on one of my patients. And everybody loves Lori. Hygienists are the most loved people in the world, I think. Patients just love them. And uh, they make your practice go. They keep your patients happy because um, they don't get to see you all the time, but the hygienist keeps them happy. They like and trust the hygienist. And the hygienist knows their teeth. But what I ask hygienists to think about is, you know their teeth, you also know where the problems are with their teeth to clean. And you know whether they're getting recession, and you know whether they're getting more crowding. And so if your patient is perfectly healthy, and a lot of my hygiene patients are perfectly healthy, and they're fortunately, uh, and so there's not a lot to do. And so why not offer them the next level of health and beauty and ask them if they want to do Invisalign? There's no, they don't take offense to that if you do it in the right way. And if they say no, and there's eight patients in one day, maybe seven will say no, but one will say yes. And so that's one patient of Invisalign every day. But all I'm asking you is to talk to one patient a day about Invisalign, and I bet you two of them will sign up for consultations. So offer them the next level of health. So some of the verbal skills for ortho relapse are... Did you wear braces when you were younger? Oh, you did. Well, I see a little bit of crowding in your lower. I, I wasn't quite sure. And you could bring up the topic of Invisalign. You have, hygienists, you have more ins in this way than I do, but those are mine. If they haven't had ortho before, maybe ask them, have you ever noticed your lower teeth are crowding? And have you ever thought about fixing it? Or maybe your gums are receding. Or maybe there's a lot of tartar and buildup. Maybe point that out to them. So those are all the little in ways to talk about Invisalign. And then if we could straighten those teeth in 6 to 12 months in a removable, clear manner, almost invisible, would that be something you'd be interested in? Again, yes or no. No isn't a bad word. It's just no, maybe not this time. But you planted a seed 
And they might be back in six months and be thinking about a little bit more, or 12 months, or even two years, but you planted a seed as to how they can be healthier. It's nothing bad about that. So, all little inwades. So, when the hygienist calls the doctor for an exam, and they want you to come over to the hygiene room, doctor, I'm sure you're not excited most of the time because you're kind of busy doing your thing. And so you're very busy. And so the hygienist has her day on the right, and there's eight patients there. The doctor has his day there in the center, and there's even a few extra patients there. So going over to do a hygiene exam is hard, unless it's going to be fast. And so trying to present hygiene, or trying to present Invisalign in the hygiene room, in my opinion, is a no. Just can't possibly do it in a good manner and have success. So, my idea for you to use is to use what we call a co-diagnosis appointment. This is an appointment that you set up every four years, three years, or five years in your practice, whether your patient is new, been there 10, 15, or 20 years, and you, it, there's, no, there's a great reason for it, you've never done a full exam on this patient since they've been in your office. Why not treat them like a new patient? and have them come back for this co-diagnosis appointment. Block these co-diagnosis appointments in your schedule ahead of time, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, so that when the, the patient says yes to them, you have a place to put them, and make it un, undisturbed time. And this appointment can be set up with the, for, by the hygienist or an assistant. Anybody can set this appointment up. So here's the setup. Morning huddle. Remember that column you have, eight patients. You hygienists know your patients really well. Your doctors know your patients really well. The assistants know the patients really well. Pick one that you think would be most open to Invisalign and put Invis right by their name, just like I wrote on that, uh, on that morning huddle sheet. And that's your patient you talk to. And then use some of the verbal skills that I've talked to you about or showed you or make up your own. And then the most important thing take a picture of their problem. So that's, that's kind of the hard part, taking the picture of the problem. So you have a very busy day and you need to take a picture. Uh-oh, hygienist goes, all I have is an hour and you want me to do one more thing? Well, I have to address some of these excuses too because I haven't seen one person die because they didn't get a probing. Has anybody's patient died because they didn't have a probing that day? So maybe that day you skip the probing. Obviously the patients you're picking are going to be healthy anyway, so they're not going to die or lose a tooth because they didn't get a probing. So t use that time to take a picture. You don't need to take x-rays because you're rescheduling them for a co-diagnosis exam, so they can take the x-rays when the patient comes in and the assistant can do it. There's no doctor to come in, so you're saving time there as a hygienist. And you want, just want to make sure that there is an appointment time for this person in the next week or two. You don't want to have your schedule full and say, hey, I can't see you for a month and I really need you for this important appointment. You know, that just doesn't make sense. And so, again, hygienists, it's not just about straight and pretty, it's about their health. So let's get them excited. Let's get the patient excited about becoming healthier, too. So my verbal skills for this, uh, for the co-diagnosis exam, um, maybe I can get in some of these pictures. Woo! But this, this is great verbal skills. Again, use your own words. 
George, first name. It's been three years since doctor has done a co-diagnosis exam for you. Uh, I think it's really important that you get into this. During this special exam, doctor wants to spend special time with you to do an oral cancer exam, a gum bone exam, a tooth exam, and an orthodontic exam. I would especially like him or her to look at number 27 and 26 that are overlapped. Doctor will spend one-on-one -on -one time with you, and so can I schedule that appointment on another day? There is a special time for you on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. That's what I would do. You can use some of your other words, but these patients will schedule then. They may say no. It's all right if they say no. Then they go back on their six-month cleaning. It's all right. We note in the chart. See if we can talk to them about that exam again the next time. So the most important thing to remember with the co-diagnosis exam is that it has to be different than a recall exam. It can't be the doctor just doing a flyby. You need Invisalign. <laughs> Pay $4,500 at the front desk. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to take the time in order for them to see the value. And if you take the time to explain it, and even if some of your assistants have done some of that for you, that's all the difference in the world. So, this, does anybody know what a selfie is? <laughs> These are selfies. So we're going to use the selfie tool in our dental offices, believe it or not. And we're going to use the selfie tool today. Uh, so a selfie is a picture of yourself you take with your own camera, cell phone, you know. You see people doing this all the time, especially here in Las Vegas. <laughs> and selfies are getting so pervasive that babies... <laughs> The babies are even taking stuff. <laughs> I've seen some people that are young with a cell phone, but this is the youngest one I've ever seen. And guess who's not too far behind? Politicians and celebrities, they take selfies. And the selfie man of the world, Justin Bieber. So what I want to do, I don't know if you're ready, Jason, for this. But some gloves have been passed out if you choose to use gloves. But we're going to take a dental selfie. And the instructions are this. You're going to take a lower occlusal, probably the most popular dental selfie you'll take. And if you want to use gloves, you can. I would probably have your neighbor take the picture of you with you holding your lips down, like this. I don't know. And then take the picture. Uh, you can use the gloves if you don't want to put your own fingers on your own lips. You can. But aim closer than you think you need to get. Aim closer than, you closer than you think you need to get. You can also flip the camera like this wise gentleman has done here. He's got, he turned the selfie, the selfie picture right on himself. And then I want you to take these pictures, and I'm trying to win the Guinness Book of World Records for most dental selfies. But take the picture, and then again, I showed you my email on the bottom there. I'd love for you to email it, and Jason is going to accept them all. Nice, I see a doctor over there with a flash. He even got his flash going. And guess what? If it doesn't turn out, what do you do? You just take another one. So anyway, send it over to Jason. 
and I'm going to go on here because I'm right at the hour mark. So here's some of the selfie, dental selfies I've taken in my office. And they all give us an opportunity to talk about crowding, about making someone's teeth healthier, and even making some, some people's teeth look better. I'll tell you what we're going to do with those selfies a little later, so, so keep them flowing. So, dental assistants, I ask you at this point, hygienists, I ask you at this point, do you think this material is valuable to you? And do you think it's easy and non-confrontational? And do you think you can maybe ask one patient a day? If the answer is yes, email like to my email. The, that's my cell phone, but it's we couldn't do the cell phone thing in here, and so we had to go with the email thing. So email is dr.e at eshamdds.com. So let's summarize a little bit here. We established teamwork. We've found hidden Invisalign patients in the refrigerator. We've taken pictures of ourselves. And then the last excuse is... I have the pictures, what do I say? So I want to give you some suggestions and just show you uh, the pictures and so you can get some ideas. So this is Sean, and again, this is some of the pictures we take in our office during a, uh, a consultation. So he's in the military. Uh, he's kind of one of those drill sergeant kind of guys, and he feels like that one front tooth there, um, there, number seven, is sticking out too much and he doesn't have the real smile that a, that a Marine should have, so he wanted to fix that one front tooth, which was all great. But when we, started, when we took these pictures and I started showing him how his buckle door, corridor is, is closed and that we should open it up and make it a little better and it would look better and that when the teeth bite to get against each other straight up and down, it's better than them biting at an angle he started seeing that, hey, maybe it's just not that tooth number seven that I want fixed. And then he, he started looking at tooth number 27 and the crowding down there and saw a little bit more of an issue. And then I showed him his occlusal plane and his reverse smile. And all of a sudden, if, when I'm going to talk about $4,500, there's a lot more value to him than him paying $4,500 to straighten one tooth. Most people wouldn't go for that. But there's a lot more in his mouth than he knew about. So the pictures allow us to show people that. And so this is what we talk about. Lips relaxed position, upper central position, occlusal plane, how to make the lower fit the upper once the upper's in the right position, rotations and crowding. And a lot of this is not orthodontics. You know, this is taught to me by Frank Spear on doing smile design. And so all, we know smile design. Us dentists know smile design. So why don't we talk about it in our terms, make the smile nice, and then make the teeth fit together around it. That makes sense to me, and I'm very comfortable in explaining that to patients. And so they see that confidence. If I try to explain, explain to them the curve of Spee and the curve of Wilson and you know, class one molar occlusion and how good that is for you, people don't grasp that. And so talk about it in the terms you know and use the pictures to explain them. So there's upper, upper, upper central incisors. We want to put them in the, first, in the best place first 
in our plan before we do anything else. So we want to make those teeth the stars of the smile, and then we build the rest of the smile around that. I, that's exactly what I tell patients. The occlusal plane, you have this S curve to your occlusal plane. When I try to get your teeth to fit together, it's hard to fit an S with a W. So let's get two flat occlusal planes, and I can fit them together better. They also look better, and they make your teeth touch each other better. So making, a, making the lower fit that, that's all I do. Get the upper in the right spot, talk about getting the lower to fit. Talk about rotations and crowding. Patients understand that tremendously. So I'm going pretty fast here. Sorry if you're not getting the pictures you want. Email me if you want them. Um, where do you do this? Again, you can't do it in the hygiene room. You have to take a special time to do it. I happen to do it in this operatory. I have two monitors and a very special person's on that monitor that's not my wife. And that's Rachel, because my wife doesn't want to be there. But Rachel has almost a perfect smile, in my, in my opinion. And so when I put the patient's pictures on the right and show them Rachel's on the left, they have a good reference of what is a good smile and how different theirs is. And so Rachel has sold a lot of cases for me just sit, sitting there smiling. And so when she comes into my office, I'll be honest with you, she doesn't pay anything because she's there and she's in my website. And so, yeah, so she's a free ride. So here is uh, Rachel again. And then here's a video of me doing a presentation. And it, it, we can watch the volume on this just in case. There's no sound in the beginning. The pictures are coming across. So you'll hear me talking in a minute and sh talking about the pictures. Your pictures. So the iFi worked, the file's right there when I want it. Pictures pop up. I look for hers. So Jim, we start with this picture because I want to know where your upper two front teeth sit within your lips. And the reason why I want to know that is that the two most important teeth in the smile are your two front teeth. And if we're going to move them or change them in any way, we want them to be in the best spot first so that you have the best smile. So we're not looking just to make your teeth straight. We're not looking just to make your teeth fit together. We're looking for that third dimension of making the teeth look fantastic when you smile. When I look at your two front teeth, we kind of see them crossed over. And we kind of see them in this direction a little bit if I use this one as your midline. Mm -hmm. Or if we use this one for the midline, you're still shifting over. So first thing we'd want to do is straighten these out and then kind of put them in the right spot. And then we would take this tooth and put it in the right spot, and this tooth, and put it in the right spot, and then even go further back. So when you go to smile, your upper teeth kind of display like this. Okay. So let's take a look at what happens when you smile. There's your smile, and again, you kind of show the, your side teeth, and so we usually like to widen these out so it fills out your smile, and widen this out because it fills out your smile. So again, it makes it look better. But what the wonderful thing about it is that when your teeth look good, they also fit together good. So if I widen your smile here, that gives me more room to fit these. And so that's they kind of you get two benefits. And then once we have the upper teeth in the right spot, then we work the lowers to fit it. 
Okay. All right. So any questions with that? Or no. Does that make sense? Yeah. So here's your teeth, you know, retracted. And as you can see, your teeth are kind of tilted in. If we widen them out, we get more room and, and we can actually make them straighter. And then the same with the lower. These are kind of pointed in. We widen them out and we get these to fit. And then there's your bite. So that's kind of how that goes. And again, if you have any questions on that, email me. And later on, I'm going to show you a link. If you want to see a whole consultation uh, on my YouTube channel, you can, you can do that. So here are the talking points. If you want to get a picture of this, go right ahead. I, I'm going to kind of go right through it. But, you know, the bottom one is after you've explained everything to this patient, there's a good way to see how they feel about what you're talking to them about. And that's by asking them, can you see your smile like that or looking like that? And you get an idea if the patient understood you and whether that's something they're interested in. And most of the time, the patient takes off with that, going, oh, yeah, I, I think that's going to look really nice. And so that, that's an important question for you to see. And so here's that. If you go on YouTube, Esham Invisalign Consult Full, you'll see a whole 20-minute consultation that I do. My Twitter account's there, and then uh, an Invisalign blog that I have is also there. So, doctors, I'm going to ask you to maybe email me at this point. Do you think this kind of communication would benefit you in your practice? Do you think there's enough time? Do you feel it's easy and non-confrontational? And uh, I'd love it if you would email me and tell me you like that. So, to get Invisalign case acceptance, we need to take photos. We need a camera that's easy to use or else we won't use it. We need to let the patient, let the photos talk and then in that way we can exceed patients' uh, expectations. They'll see that the $4,500 is a value and that their time is well respected and all they need is 10 to 12 months to get better. So again, here's that slide. Four hygiene days, one patient a day in hygiene will equal about eight consults a month. And doctor, if you're only 50-50, you're still doing four Invisalign cases in a month and adding about $200,000 to your um, revenue at no cost. So. so let's do some cases. Looks like we have enough time for that. So Jessica's here first. You saw her a little bit earlier. Hairdresser, kind of shy, bashful, not really outgoing. You know, try to go out and meet boys, do those kind of social things that give you confidence. It's kind of hard with that smile. And so that's pretty much what she, she told me when she came in, that she wanted her smile better. Um, a lot of crowding. And um, based on, I don't know, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of Invisalign here, but I, I felt like, when I looked at this case, I, I prepared her to have a tooth extracted, at least. Wouldn't you think? It didn't turn out that way. Thankful to a ClinCheck, because the ClinCheck lets you test your theories. Extraction, non-extraction. And we did no extraction for her. This is her before, the rest of her pictures. I could hardly get an occlusal view, and I took that picture, but that's about as far as she opened. And then here, here's her before and after. 
uh, she was just thrilled, um, obviously. I mean, I know everybody says that in their things, but she was just ecstatic. She gave me a hug. But, um, yeah, and just changed the way she dressed, uh, told us the places she was going. You know, it just really was a big boost in confidence to her. Uh, some more before and afters, but um, you can see Invisalign can do miracles. It really can do miracles. And so, uh, I, and not doing this extraction-wise was that, and being able to know I can do it non-extraction-wise was a miracle. So if you're doing anything with fixed braces or some other kind of short-term ortho that I've heard about, you don't have a ClinCheck. This ClinCheck's vital and save this person probably two, if not four teeth. So that's Jessica. 17 months of treatment. Derek, he's a, a border patrol guy. I don't have a line that I can check off that says, ugly smile, <laughs> but that's what he told me, and then can't get girls. <laughs> but he's one of these guys, you know, that really fit, nice arm, you know, everything's there, but he just kind of didn't like his smile, and you can see why. He has an open bite, reverse smile line. Looked like that. And I didn't promise Derek an ideal treatment because I wasn't sure I can close his open bite. And so I prepare a lot of patients that way, and I tell them I'm not sure you're going to be a textbook orthodontic case, meaning class one, even though I'm going to try. And so that covers you a lot, but again, if the occlusion is good and they're happy and it's been like that for 20 years, why would you change it anyways? So Derek got transferred to New Mexico and we didn't see him for nine months. We gave him his trays. He went to New Mexico. He's supposed to have attachments all across number seven, oh, actually number six through 11. He came back with his last tray, and his teeth looked like that. I mean, no attachments. There were, there were the holes for the attachments, but he never came back for them because he, he got transferred to do training out in the desert somewhere. And we bleached his number um, eight. So again, his bite's not perfect, but it's a lot better. And his complaint went away. He, he, he can now get girls. You know, and we laugh about it, but everybody wants that. <laughs> everybody wants that. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We, we want to be able to interact with whatever sex you choose, right? Right? So, yeah, he's, he was 12 months of treatment. Alvaro. <laughs> I, I like Alvaro, but he owes me $400 for retainers. He's wearing his last Invisalign tray, and we took the impressions, but we never got him in. So he's a good guy. He was a, 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 a doctoral student at UCSD. <laughs> he's a doctoral student at USD. He has a, a really closed crossbite there that I felt really comfortable fixing with Invisalign because Invisalign trays keep your mouth open so that the tooth can move. You try to do that with brackets, and you've got to put a bunch of composite in the back molars and be fixing it all the time. So Invisalign does great with uh, crossbites. You can see his crossbite. 
got corrected, and his bite is beautiful. And again, he's a doctorate student. He wants confidence when he's lecturing, presenting, all that kind of thing. And having the smile that he had before, you know, just didn't really instill a lot of belief. So he, he again, got a great value, and he was, 12, he was 12 months also. So last part of our, our, our little thing is the financial impact that Invisalign could have on your practice. I've, I've gone over it a little bit with you, but I want to go over it in more detail. And I'm actually stealing something from Jason Mayer, my, my rep in San Diego's uh, playbook, to, to, even, uh, to verify what I'm saying. So again, same slide. You're just, how did you see it? About seven or eight times? Just have one conversation. One a day. Set up... Two co-diagnosis Invisalign consults. You'll get four starts because you can shoot better than I can, four out of eight. You can get four out of eight patients to say yes. It increases your, I mean, I'm lowballing here, $16,000 a month and $192,000 to your practice just in Invisalign. And remember the little part where there's assistant time and doctor time? 75% of this, your assistants do. And assistants have so much fun with that. They love seeing the patients talking to the patients, so assistants like to talk to patients. It's, Invisalign's a perfect time to talk. And it doesn't make you late, it doesn't do it, it's just all assistant time, doctor doesn't have to wait around. So they do all the work for you, and you can figure out how to, uh, from that, figure out how to uh, compensate them. So, Everybody talks, oh, I did Invisalign, it costs so much. Well, you don't do any of the work. You know, your assistants do three-quarter of it. You don't have to pay the bill for 60 days. So you get the money from the patient. So it's not really a cash flow unless you, you know, I do it too, unless you spend it before, before you have to pay it. But it's, it's $17.50 with tax and stuff for Invisalign full. The revenue is 192. The profit before your variable expenses is $108,000. Throw in a half of, a dent, half of assistant time, office time, whatever, throw in some supplies, throw in $30,000, and you're still plus $78,000. Don't let the lab fee scare you. Remember the, what Roy said, you know, a nickel is holding up a dollar. Don't be afraid to, to do an Invisalign case just because of the lab fee. So, same thing, conversations, co-diagnosis, four starts a month, all gets you $78,000, sorry. So, simple little things you change. Take some pictures, don't do a perioprobing, take a picture, talk to the patient about Invisalign. Simple little things can make a big difference. So here's the GPOA. Hope Jason doesn't get mad at me about this, but this is what Invisalign has for you if you want it. They'll go into your practice. They'll ask you how many composites, restorations you do. They'll ask you how many crowns you do in a month. They'll ask you how many implants you do. They'll ask you how many hygiene days you have. 
and they have this beautiful spreadsheet that you just put the numbers in and it calculates everything for you. And then, see if I can get this to work here. And then when you give them these numbers here of what you do, they, and you tell them that your fees, they, they tell you what it, it's worth here. And then this is what a, mostly an average practice will do. $53,000 a month on four days of hygiene, one doctor. In San Diego, that's what it is. I, it may not be right. As one of the doctors, it's Dr. Dave, is it Gates? He says, yeah, 68% of the uh, statistics are made up. So that's my statistics. I made them up, but that, I don't think it's that far off. So a little over 600000 a year for a lot of doctors that are single doctors. So that's what you do now. Let's take that same number up here and add four Invisalign cases a month and look how much your production has gone up without you spending one dime. You gave away, you're not doing the things you don't like in order to put Invisalign in there so you're enjoying yourself more and you're making a bunch of patients happy and your um, production has increased 20%. Not changing a thing in your office. Just taking the things you hate and putting in the things you like. So, the other thing that is, was important to this that kind of floored me was this number down here, Jason, if I can find it, and it's the cost, or your pay, your, your pay per hour when you do Crown and Bridge is $475 an hour. Good money. Better than attorneys. That's good for us, huh? But when you're doing Invisalign, it's 933 an hour. So why don't we do more Invisalign? We can get paid like the athletes and the baseball team and the basketball team, huh? We can maybe get there. So it, it makes a lot of sense from a profit standpoint. It makes a lot of sense from a fund standpoint. It makes a lot of sense for improving your practice standpoint. And if you want to do your own numbers, we have a bunch of reps here from your section, and they'll actually plug those numbers in for you. So just a little bit about me in the year 2008, about the last time I was here in Las Vegas, to be honest with you. 2008, obviously a big economic downturn. My practice at the time was doing half general dentistry and half cosmetic dentistry, and I have a friend here that was very much the same kind of practice I have. 2008, my cosmetic dentistry was basically cut in half. And so I got about a $300,000 a year decrease in my pay. And that was bad. And we were thinking a lot of things. But Invisalign came through for me for some reason. Invisalign came into my life and I started doing it. And my practice has gone totally the opposite direction. The economy is coming back. I'm doing more cosmetic dentistry. And I have this great Invisalign practice in my office that helps me. And so now we're plan we're my practice, it's, a, it's the most I've ever done. We're going to do about 1.6 million this year. And so 
Take something you don't like or use Invisalign to your benefit. There's a lot of potential there. It saved my life. It can improve your practice. So don't let that nickel hold up a dollar. And do those little things that make you a successful dentist that I learned from a lot of people and I've learned from my, my brother-in-law. Just take a little time, take some pictures. So on Monday, this is what I'd like you to do. Figure out what you're going to use for a camera. You know you have your cell phone, and that's fine to get the consult started, but when the consult comes in, get something easy for you to use so you don't dread doing a consult. Get an iFi card. That obviously makes it easy for you to file. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about losing pictures. Use your iPad or even your own cell phone in the hygiene room or in the exam room for assistance. Take a picture of the patient and show them what their problem is. If people see their problem, they're going to do that co-diagnosis appointment. Doctors, write some letters at the top of your schedule for Invisalign, who we talked to yesterday, who we're going to talk to today, and keep doing that. That will get the train rolling, the momentum going. And then use those co-diagnoses to set up an Invisalign day with your territory manager. Can you imagine what a territory manager would say? Doctor, you have 10 people to do an Invisalign day with? Or doctor, you have two Invisalign days back to back? And it all can be developed from patients that are already in your office that cost you nothing. All it costs you is a conversation and a picture. So that's my message for you today. Thank you very much for coming in and your attention. I have one, I have one, more, I have one more thing to say. Jason, do we have the results of our research on the selfies? Um, probably about 40 pictures come in, and I think 20 of them were for, from Invisalign territory managers who took uh, selfies that have been in treatment 10 times. So, um, no, I'm just kidding. It was about 75%. It was kind of dead on. We looked at it. There were probably, I would say, 25 to 30 people that had some malocclusion that could have gone through treatment, and it's, it's pretty interesting when you take that picture can even have your, your, uh, your patients take those pictures if, if the staff team members don't feel like that. And then they can look at it and want to discuss it at the chair. So thank you for that exercise, Dr. Esham. And thank you, everyone, for coming. Okay. Enjoy. Any, any questions, else? just come any on questions, up. Please I'm come happy on up. to stay late for you all. But thank you for coming.